0: Up next is a daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson, pastor of Believers Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. Subscribe to our podcast by visiting burningdogradio.com and clicking on subscribe. Thanks for listening to Burning Dog Radio. The Gospel of John, chapter four, beginning in verse 27. Just then his disciples came, and they marveled that he was speaking with a woman. Yet no one said, what are you looking for? Why do you speak with her? Now when the boys returned from town, they apparently found Jesus speaking with this Samaritan woman. They all, I guess, were amazed that this was happening, yet apparently none of them spoke of it to him. I gotta believe that those kind of scenarios happen quite a bit when dealing with Jesus. I would think Jesus often did things that his followers did not clearly understand. He still does, and I am equally marveled. Perhaps instead of wondering about Jesus and why he'd be speaking to the Samaritan woman, maybe they should have been thinking, you know, like I so often do, which is, why would Jesus speak to me? Verse 28 going on says, so the woman left her water pot went away to the city and said to the people. Now, before we go on, I need to comment. We wouldn't wanna read too much into this fact that the woman left her water pot there that day. Yet also, the text seems to go way out of its way to record this perhaps trivial fact, so I wouldn't wanna ignore it either. After all, that water pot, the water pot from the preceding conversation, It had come to represent, effectively, all that this woman sought to satisfy her and without success. It was a water pot that held the water of the world. Now, apparently, now that she had met Jesus, well, she had no need of that vessel anymore. That which was represented by the water pot would now be left behind. It must have been quite a shock for her neighbors to Now hear this woman standing in the midst of them testifying concerning this Messiah, who is named Jesus. Her changed heart would not be held a secret, no, such would be known to all those around her. The world would stand in awe. And so she who, just a little while ago, had been the sin-stained, characterless woman, had now become an impassioned evangelist. This is the work of our Savior Redeemer. The handprint of redemption, if you will. Verse 29 says, Come, see a man who told me everything that I have done. Can this be the Christ? And they went out of the city and were coming to him. Now let us clearly see the result of a life that believes, a life that has been changed. This woman was not called to the ministry, at least not in the strictest sense, nor was she theologically educated or In fact, was she trained in any way at all? Yet her reaction to Jesus now caused a profound and overt change in her life. A change in her priorities and her passions and thus her behavior. She began to share her discovery of this Jesus with the people in her life. She began to bring people to Jesus. We must be reminded yet again, and personally emphatically convinced, gang, that a reborn life will manifest itself in action. A reborn life will manifest itself in our daily lifestyle. Now, that doesn't mean that you're never going to fail or you're never going to fall short, but it does mean that you will change. Our passions will change, our desires, the time spent, earthly relationships, etc., etc. There will be change. Verse 31 of chapter 4 says, In the meanwhile, the disciples urged him, saying, Rabbi, eat. But he said to them, I have food to eat that you don't know about. The disciples therefore said to one another, Has anyone brought him something to eat? And Jesus said to them, My food is to do the will of him who sent me. And to accomplish his work now this personal and well perhaps now community event was seemingly going on unbeknownst to the apostles however well-meaning they were just simply caught up in the mechanics of daily living in the business of ministry the kingdom of god was literally gaining new residents right in front of them Yeah, they were consumed with food, with survival. They were simply unaware of the revival occurring around them. Well, because they were just too busy, too concerned with material things to stop and look around. But for Jesus, what had occurred that day was, well, the finest cuisine of life. There was, and frankly is, nothing finer in his life, for such was the passion that drove Jesus daily onward. It was his joy, his call, his mission. It wasn't work for Jesus to share the gospel, to share of himself. It was the overflowing living water which filled him first and then was offered to all those who would come and drink. Verse 35 says, don't you say there are yet four months until the harvest? Behold, I tell you, Lift up your eyes and look at the fields. that They are white for harvest already. Now, I wonder how many of us live in the idea that, well, someday we're gonna do something for Christ. That one day we're gonna serve him in some sort of grand manner. But yet, the harvest never seems to come. As we remain busy about this world and this life, you know, food, clothes, career, family, Pleasures, etc., etc. But the need is here today. Literally, before our eyes, the world is passing away. Our love for Christ and our compassion for the lost must be greater than the love for ourselves and the love of our pursuits, or we will never see it. Even today, our God is saying, Take a look around you. The fields are ready for harvest today. I wonder how much of the crop is lost because we fail to move in light of the urgency of our day. Verse 36 says, He who reaps receives wages and gathers fruit to eternal life, that both he who sows and he who reaps may rejoice together. For in this the saying is true, one sows and another reaps. I sent you to reap that for which you haven't labored, others have labored and you have entered into their labor." The wages Jesus refers to here? This isn't speaking of the classic payroll check on Fridays. No, this is fruit produced, the fruit which which lasts for eternity, and translates, rather, into the rewards in the afterlife. You see, some are called to sow, to plant the seeds of the gospel, and others come along and harvest that crop when it's ready to come into the Kingdom realm. And no matter what part of that service we take part in, we share the day of rejoicing in the eternal realm. That was our daily devotions by Pastor Tim Dodson. To learn more about Tim Dodson or Believers Church, visit jfbelievers.com.